Welcome, welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Kevin from the future. <laughs> this is Nerds Talk. And you could probably guess we're going to talk about time travel. We are. Um, my past self told me, the present self, that we were going to be talking about that. So my future self has just popped in to say hi, and I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused too. Yeah. So uh, we've got... Um, What's 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 the deal with time travel then? What what kind of what what style of time travel are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about time travel in movies. Are we going to talk about um, actual time travel? Are we going to talk about um, theories around or, or um, conspiracies around people popping up and in different pictures and different times and people thinking that they're from the future? Well, sort of being the scientific-minded person that I am. Um, I was just going to talk a little bit about like uh, John Titor, which um, is a very interesting story. So that's kind of fact or fiction, you decide. Um, and then I thought we'd talk a little bit about a nice bit of fiction because um, I'm not very scientifically minded and I do like my time travel stories. And uh, I believe, have you got anything about like uh, people popping up from the future and stuff like that? Well, I was going to, um, I haven't actually got that story up. Ah. Oh, why not? You have a word I know, for future because Steve and I, tell I, him to send you the info now. i tell you why. It's because I was doing music and I didn't realise the time. And then I'm like, oh, it's time to do the podcast. Time is I, the theme of the day. Yeah, exactly. There's just never enough of it. Yeah. They say that time slows down the faster you go. So the faster towards the speed of light you travel, the slower time is for you. So that yep. time's passing normally for the twin on Earth. So that person would have aged. And for you, you've been away for like their equivalent of 50 years. But for you, because you're traveling so fast, you've only been away for like a minute for what it feels like. Yeah. So they say that time, they actually did an experiment on... Um, atomic clocks one in a airplane and one stationary and they found that they're very minute difference in time like we're talking fractions here but it's enough to show that okay to prove the theory that the faster you go the slower time moves for that person yeah and then there was that whole theory that if you was to look at a clock and travel away from that clock at the speed of light the hands wouldn't be moving at all so that's like almost equivalent of like time standing still there. So that's one form of time travel. But unfortunately, I suppose you've only got kind of time traveling to the future and that's it. There ain't no going back. Yeah, I, I thought about this as well. It, like it, in mind, uh, it's not exactly, it's, uh, um, you know, Einstein's brain, right? But if I try and think about the way time works, you can only ever. I think only ever travel so fast that you can that time around you. Well, time is relative, so it'll, it'll stay the same while you're inside your little bubble. But everything around you will kind of will sl slow down. But yeah, I don't think you could ever get to the point where you time around you reverses. I can't see it. I can't see it happening. Well, it all depends on the idea that. Um does the future exist and does the past exist? So if there is no such thing as like the past, then you could never reverse time mm. unless the idea is that some theory theorized that time 
has happened all at once. Past, present, future happened all at once. But our brains are linear and perceive it moving in one direction, where it's actually happened all around us at one time. Mm. That's quite a deep theory for uh, Thursday afternoon. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that that's interesting. That brings to the subject of like, so you, you can look at, we're all traveling in time. We travel into the future at a rate of one second per second. Um, but can you go faster than that? That is the question. So, so far you're looking at the only way that the theory says that if you travel towards close to the speed of light, time is going to slow down for you relative to the outside world so you're getting into the future quickly for you by literally slowing time for you rather than actually traveling through time if you see what i mean Mm. and there ain't no going back so obviously this actually brings up to a really have you ever heard of john tyson uh no so this, I don't think so. Until he tells us the story, then I'll go, oh, yes, I remember this. <laughs> this, this, this story has fascinated me for years. Um, um, and so I'll give you a bit of a background. So what we're going to be talking about here is the idea that you can travel back into the past. Um, as this guy called John Titer said, on, uh, he, he appeared in some online forums around year 2000. And his story was that he's traveling back in time to 19 i believe 1975 mm-hmm. and he's made a short stop off in the year 2000 for personal reasons so of course everyone's like laughing like yeah yeah you're just like whatever you're just making stuff up and he's like well believe me or not but i'm a soldier from the year 2036 and i've been given a mission to travel back to 1975 and the reasons that he had to go back to 1975 was because at some point in the future there's a problem with some computer coding and they require a specific computer an IBM 5100 that will have a Unix operating system that will allow them to debug the code in the future which they haven't got anymore and as people started looking into this, they're like, it's actually, there is actually an IBM computer and there is going to be a problem with coding that you'd have to fix sort of somehow. Like, And he gave specifics of this computer that he has to go back and recover for the coding that only a manufacturer of that computer would know at the time. So he had specific inside knowledge about this IBM computer. So as he's, he's sort of gone on, he's saying that he wants to talk to people from the past for sort of his own entertainment, um, no other real reason or anything. So they started asking him about, well, what's your time machine then? And he said, I'll post you a picture and stuff like that. So he said it's a portable unit that you can insert into different vehicles and it uses two singularities that are held in place with magnetic fields. And these points of singularity create some kind of gravity well, or it manipulates gravity. And that would allow you to travel through time. And he came up with some really, really complex scientific theories about how these two rotating singularities would actually work and how gravity allows you to 
travelled back and forwards in time. Um, and he did post pictures of this time travel machine and stuff like that. And he said it's, um, oh, here we are here. So the time machine are two magnetic housing units for the dual micro singularities. It's got an electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro singularities, cooling X-ray venting systems, gravity sensors, and a variable gravity lock, and four main cesium clocks with three computer units that control this method of travelling through time. So people started listening to him at this point here, and then he started to make a number of predictions. All right, then what's happening in the future? So he said that um, there's a civil war in America and around 2004 that there's something to do with the elections in 2004 and people disagreeing with the election results causing civil war within America and then that leads you to... 2024? No, 2004. Alright. So obviously you're thinking here now that well hang on, we can see that in 2004 there was no civil war in America and he said that the these events from 2004 they lead to basically a world war, which is a very sudden, quick world war that has built up within, I think he believed it was some, he alludes to the idea that it was something in the Middle East that initiates a very short World War III. Um, and he says that when he was 13 in 2011, he joined a Florida-based shotgun infantry um, called the Fighting Diamondbacks. And so he had a military career and stuff like that. So, obviously, you'll be thinking now, like, well, none of that's come true, has it? So, it's actually quite clever. So, if he's making this fiction up, he's very clever. Because he said that the further you travel back in time, the bigger the time divergence. So, for uh. example, if you only jump, jump back five years, things are pretty much the same. But if you go back 10, 20, 30, the timelines start, start diverging quite a lot until like the you'll be in a timeline where things are kind of similar but not and the further out you go the more divergent they become so he's, he's essentially saying that these things have happened but because i've traveled back here it's kind of created a timeline I've, i'm not in the same timeline exactly as i was when i left it's diverged off, if, the, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. So what he's saying about, like, the dates and things like that, it might still happen, but he's saying that it, it's on a slight different divergence. So things, it may happen, it might not happen, or it might happen at a later time. But it was interesting, him talking about the... Um, so here we are. He, The war title described it would begin in 2005 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election of that year. Um, now, wasn't there the election scandal of that year with the electronic voting or something with a Bush election? Oh, um, well, that's as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, that's something that's more recent, was it? Um, oh, that that's more more recent, but. 2005 elections wasn't there something around election fraud and election problems with the bush election mm. should we quickly google that one actually yeah let's do it yeah 
We've got our fact checkers online here. <laughs> five presidential elections. It's funny that because I just accidentally wrote erections. Um, <laughs> I think there were um because I know from 2016, is it? Um, hit, like I mean, they've all Hillary Clinton's like accused Donald Trump of election fraud and messing with ballot boxes, and maybe it's that gone back a, a lot further. I, I just remember the Florida election in one of those years. There was a whole thing where they were saying that the electronic voting was rigged or something like that. Mm. I can't actually find it, but we we can fact check that afterwards. But yeah. And then if you think about it as well, if we say that he was saying 2005, now 2020, when would Biden get elected? 2021 now, was it? Or 2020, around that when Biden was elected, they almost had a civil war there with the whole, um, the riots, with the geezer dressed up in the buffalo stuff, the the hats and stuff there. Yeah, the, 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 what they call the insurrection yeah, it's hardly an inter- interaction, but there you go. So but yeah, you think like well, but did that you know? Kind of happened, but at a later date, but well, it didn't lead to a war. Yeah, did you did you but know we that we are in a war? But did you know that in previous year, uh, exactly the same thing happened with uh, Donald Trump as well, and they burned down, um, or they they tried to burn down a church, which is um, and anyway, Donald Trump had to go into um, the presidential bunker, whatever it is. Um, but nobody talks about that as an insurrection because it wasn't dealt with in the same kind of way. Um, which is why there's a uh, there's, there's huge uproar in America at the minute, isn't there, with like how um, they're they're trying to they're trying to do uh, Donald Trump and oh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. But it's interesting though because if if it, maybe he was years ahead of his time, or maybe what you're saying about the timelines diverging. Um, he's 20 years behind or something. And then because people are saying that with the culture war, which kind of, I think, started around 2016-ish kind of thing, kind of time, um, you could see with the huge divide, especially in America, um, between people's sort of beliefs and opinions, you could see um, a civil war breaking out. And then, and and what did he say? Something about um, uh, uh, something to do with a connection to a war in the Middle East or something. Uh, it says here, uh, right, he said, according to Titer, this civil war would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War Three, which Titer referred to as End Day. He specified Washington, D.C. and Jackson, Florida as cities that would be hit in the exchange and said that after the war, Omaha and Nebraska would be the new U.S. capital. Omaha. Did... Sorry? I was Omaha. just saying Omaha. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Titer did not detail the exact causes of this World War Three scenario, but in one post he said that the hostilities were led by uh, border clashes and overpopulation. He also pointed to the contemporary Arab-Israeli conflict, not as a cause of the war, but as a milestone that precedes it. It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Just, so, just talking about the war in Ukraine and same kind of border. Um, I mean. Yeah. Um, and we are kind of like gearing to what we've had almost a civil unrest within America. Uh-huh. Um, we've had uh, border skirmishes, Russia, Ukraine. 
we've yeah. obviously before that you, we've had a lot of like Israeli kind of Middle Eastern type stuff going on there, yeah. um, and then it all seems to be boarding or, or, or going towards a very brief World War Three. Although some yeah. might think we're already currently in a World War Three, but <laughs> God knows what's happening with the. Um, presidential elections and the indictments and all that kind of thing with Trump. But I'm just reading here that Titus said that the Everett Wheeler model of quantum physics, better known as the many worlds interpretation, was correct. According to him, this meant that his time travel had caused the formation of a new time stream and that his new current time stream the event that Tyrus described would occur somewhat differently than they had in his own in his home time stream. Um, so that's kind of like if he's just making all this up, he's got a way of like, well, if that didn't happen, that prediction is because it's slightly out from my time stream. So, so how does he get back to his original timeline then? So um, <clears throat> now this doesn't. I've only have the Wikipedia page up now. But there's a lot of online posts about this and there's a document and I was reading loads of it before. And from what I remember, people were asking, well, how do you then get back to your own time stream? And he's saying he can't ever get back to his own time stream. (coughs) But somebody that is by his name will get back to his time stream, if you saw what I mean. Oh, so they've sent out all the, these people multiple time streams, and one and of them might get back to the correct time stream kind of thing. What, what, get back to his what, own original one, but one about, very close to it. What about the time streams that never sent anyone out? You could end up back in a back with it, going, "I I brought the computer," and they're like, "What? <laughs> Why? Yeah, <laughs> what are you on about?" Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's where it all gets really complicated. But he, I, I believe he said that there's a chance that when he goes back to his world or his time stream, it will be slightly different, but not massively different, depending because he's sort of he's got a start and an end, so it's yeah. kind of like a, a linear path that he'll be going on. Um, I'll have to look into that whole thing. He had a whole thing about the idea that someone will make called John. Tighter, we'll get back to we'll the back. time stream, but maybe not him. Or... It, you know, this reminds me of. Have you haven't read? Um, have you read Old Man's War by John Scalzi? Uh, John Scalzi. No, I haven't read that one. Right. So this is like it's a sort of sci-fi. It's a series of books, but um, in the first one, they uh, basically um, when you get old, you can choose to. Um, uh, either just die or join an alien um, sort of program. Um, Because from memory, the um, aliens had had visited the earth and collaborated and they had this like, uh, they had obviously like mental, mad advanced technology. Um, And as an old person, you could join, um, uh, join them for as a warrior or something. I can't remember the exact, Thing. but um anyway what what happens is you go there they do an evaluation of like a, a health check and all that and then they um t- basically swap your consciousness um or take your consciousness out of your body and put it into a new body which is um a much uh like like an advanced sort of 
aliens. Aliens have got different coloured skins and stuff, like blue. And um, Anyway, what they do is they fight battles. So they're just like an old person's consciousness inside a new body, and it's quite exciting for them. Um, but they go to different worlds, and they, they've got their... I've forgotten what the, uh, the other alien races are called, but they battle different alien races. And... Um, but what you find out about three quarters of the way through the book is that every time they um, travel, they go through a because they, they sort of go through. It sounds like they're going through wormholes to get to different planets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's a point where they're, they're sort of enemies. It turns out they're not really enemies. It's a, it's really it's it's a good really good read. But um, anyway, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But they so. There's a say there's a planet being taken over by this other race. They travel there, like you know, are assumed by through a, via um, a wormhole, but they've got a, a certain type of drive that um that sort of takes them there. Um, but you find out about three quarters of the way through that every they're not really traveling through space. What they're doing is traveling through uh the multiverse, and mm. so every single time. Um, every time they travel somewhere to fight this new enemy, um, they're not. It sounds like a really similar sort of thing. They're not really. Uh, they're not really. They're not in the same timeline, or they're not really. In the, they're not in the same dimension um, that they were in. So you know, like hundreds and hundreds of, of jumps later, um, nobody really, and uh, a lot of them aren't even from the same timeline because they've, they've kind of come in at different. Um, you know, they've they've. They got all the different points, and um, but you know, it, once they've jumped to one like universe, they're just no longer in their original universe and can never really get back because there are just so many. You know, it's multiverse, isn't it? So um, yeah, it's just a really interesting sort of the, how it's it's quite close to that kind of story within the book. Yeah. No, it's, I'll have to check that one out. Sounds quite interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good story. It's it's not it's not a really it's not a long book either, but there's a series of them. Ooh. What was it called? Old Man's War. Man's War. I will look into that one. By, um, by yeah, I'm fascinated. All this stuff actually is. Um, yeah. But I mean, going well, back to the John Titan one, just to finish that yeah. one. He just vanished one day and said, "Um, is." going home kind of thing or was continuing his mission he stopped off he's going to finish his mission off and that was it no one ever heard from him again amazing didn't make any money from it um came up with a lot of scientific facts that only some kind of like quantum physicist would come out with and then vanished (laughs) it's funny you know because through at different times there's a story about a guy called ted daniels who he disappeared from his. I mean, this is. This is. Um, it's not the same because you know these the stories that um, that are out there about um, people sort of time traveling. On, I don't. I've not usually. I do read something on Reddit every so often about somebody who's claiming to be from the future, but mm. in 1969, a guy called Ted Daniels he disappeared from his home in uh, San San Francisco, and his family and friends searched for, for search for him everywhere for years but yeah. he, was just, he was never found but then in 1985 a man called um, Randall Eggstrom 
appeared in San Francisco claiming to be Ted Daniels. Um, He had amnesia. He couldn't remember anything about his life before 1985. So a a really odd scenario. But his family and friends uh, believed, believed him. They believed that he was this Ted Daniels that had gone missing in 1969. And he was, he was reunited with his friends, family, and they all believed it. But in 2002, uh, DNA test proved that he wasn't Ted Daniels. <laughs> no. Damn. Uh, um, who was he then? He was he was Randall Eggstrom. He was just... Oh, I, he was actually just that guy that... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he people, people want so much for, for it to be true that, that they will believe it. Well, I like, um, yeah, it's like there's a few. Have you seen the famous pictures of the time traveller? It's like a picture from 1930. And in the crowd, you see a bloke wearing what appears to be sunglasses, a modern yeah. haircut and a modern sort of T-shirt type thing on. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff like that. I've seen one in the background of an early Mike Tyson uh, fight. <coughs> somebody's taking a photo and in the background somebody's holding up what looks like a modern iPhone yeah I've seen a few of those type of ones and yeah. then, uh, another one of an old timey wimey video black and white footage of a woman walking along with what appears to be a mobile phone yeah well I know about that one because back in those days um, you would people all, all the people hard of hearing would walk around with a, um, a little horn yeah. They would put it in the ear so they could hear things better. So they reckon that actually that's what that was. It that might look like they're holding a mobile phone at their ear, but that's just what we perceive because that's a modern sort of thing. And that's exactly what you will believe. There is no time travelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1975, a man called Nicholas Barclay disappeared um, from his house in San Antonio in Texas. Always happens in America, doesn't it? <coughs> anyway, um, so his family's and friends searched for him for years as well. He was never found. Then, um, and it's the same kind of scenario. A man called in 1994, so he disappeared in 1975. In 1994, a guy called Jason um, <coughs> Evers appeared in San Antonio and he claimed to be Nicholas Barkley. <laughs> He had, but he had a scar on his leg which matched the one that Nicholas had, and he, and he knew details about Nicholas's life that only the real Nicholas would know. Apparently, however, guess DNA what? Tests. DNA test improved that uh, he wasn't he wasn't Nicholas Barkley. <laughs> uh, no, I'm thinking like fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, you or whatever it is. Yeah, but we can't believe a third story like this. But... Well, I've got. A th- I've got a third story. Uh, I think DNA. In 1981, a woman this time called Christine Collins disappeared from Los Angeles. Right, same scenario. Disappeared from a house, just gone. Her son Walter was also missing. Right. In um, so in 1983, so two years later, a boy named Timmy White was found wandering the streets of Los Angeles, mm. and he claimed to be Walter Collins. DNA. And um, DNA proved that he wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 
there is there is a, a, a strange story that I haven't um, I don't know the dates of though, but there was a um, a guy went missing um, in it was the the sixties or fifties I think it was it was actually it was quite early it was I think it was before that I think it was like nineteen thirties sort of time era, um, and then just went missing and that was it nobody knew where he'd gone <clears throat> anyway all of a sudden in 19, I think it was 19 it was in the 70s or 80s some guy was knocked over in the street and he was wearing like all the kind of clothes um and but he he didn't have anything on him except the, um like a, a little piece of paper I think um, I've heard about this one yeah and they couldn't identify who this guy is but he's thought to to be kind of what you his his description and everything matches um the guy from the 1920s or 30s whatever it was no i've read about this one recently actually yeah he was he, he just he was never identified this guy and and so the, the theory is that he could have oh because he got run over because he was just, he appeared from nowhere and started panicking in the street and ran in front of a car oh dressed in old timey wimey clothing Yep. Mm, okay, that could be a possibility. That one, I like that one. That's a yeah. plausible one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about it, if you were like nineteen twenties and you appear in like modernish kind of day, you'd be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> Stop running around. This, <laughs> this is what what I've got to do one day. Um, I've got to like run through this uh, like a town naked, going up to people. What year is it? What year is this? <laughs> and then just vanish. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god, there was a naked man running around asking what year it was, looking confused. And then no one's seen him ever since. And I'll be sitting yeah. back watching all the reports thinking, yeah, that was me. <laughs> you could you would have to be really clever about it though, because you know what it's like? They um they they would hunt you down somehow. You just have to have some run down an alleyway or something where you've got some clothes ready and waiting. Changing mm-hmm. your clothes and getting the hell out of there, jump in someone's waiting car. I thought this yeah. through. Um, in another version, <laughs> I don't actually have to be naked. I just have to wear like old-fashioned clothing or futuristic-looking clothing, or just yeah. maybe a, a lab coat or something. Said, what year is this? What year? Oh my god, I've come <laughs> back too far. <clears throat> or forward too far. Yeah. So um, yeah, maybe the clothes version of the prank would be a better one to go for rather than yeah. Starkers running around Billy Bollock naked um, but yeah that's uh, it reminds me of the South Park episode thinking about it we always go back to South Park the goobacks yeah so, well Tom I'm not sure it appears they're following Terminator 2 timeline rules <laughs> rather than back to the future <laughs> <laughs> They took our jobs. Yes, they took the good jobs. You know the one. <laughs> but, um, I mean, time travel, we'll go into time travel in fiction now, but it's so complicated writing time travel stories, isn't it? Because, yeah. hang on, if that would happen there and that happened there and he did that, that wouldn't have happened. It's so easy yeah. to pick holes out of, isn't it? Oh, um, I need to do a correction. Nope. Um, so what I was talking about, uh, that guy that sort of vanished in the 1930s or whatever, actually, it was in 1951 um, that uh, he, the guy appeared 
and he was knocked over by a um, <coughs> by a car at the time. But it was 1951 this guy appeared, um, and uh, in New York City, he was wearing clothes from the 19th century, but he had no identification. But an investigation revealed that the man had disappeared without a trace in 1876. Oh. And some people believed he, he was a time traveller who accidentally travelled to the future. Fell through a rift or something. Yeah. Oh, so that's an interesting story. Yeah, it was that... a guy called, if anyone wants to look it up, it's a guy called Rudolf Fence. There you are. I will. Are. Um, I, I've read that one already. Actually, I'll have to relook into that one. But actually, talking about like that story there, going through a rift and talking about fiction, the Philadelphia experiment. Do you remember reading about that or see? There was a film based on it, um, and it was the idea that they were looking at cloaking technology on American boats, some no, kind of like way of like uh, uh, bending particles or something weird like that. But the experiment apparently it sent them into the future um <clears throat> so i think there was they got one guy back and he was talking about he was in a room with a television in and that it was the future and he was describing things that was happening there i'll have to look into that one a little bit more actually because i know that there's the philadelphia film or the yeah. philadelphia experiment not philadelphia the one where tom hanks has got AIDS. not that one but the philadelphia no. experiment <laughs> um, I think there's actually more to that story if you look into it. So that might actually be because uh, it's a little bit of a, a conspiracy phenomenon kind of thing. That might be good for a separate podcast in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But have you got any favourite time travel kind of fiction stories? Any favourite film, TV? Films. Yeah, Back to the Future, obviously. Oh, yeah, you went to see the musical, didn't you? Oh, the music was brilliant. I'm not, you know, I'm not into musicals. I don't really like musicals, but I thought it, it's it's Back to the Future. I've got to go and see it. I love Back to the Future, and yeah, my conclusion is that they did an excellent job. The story yeah. was slightly different in places, um, and there's a really odd bit in the middle, um, which I think is just put there for just comic relief sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit dark. Back to the Future. I mean, is his mother trying to have sex with her future child <laughs> it's <laughs> funny as well though isn't it i mean that's the thing we always we always um maybe we're a, a little bit more sort of sensitive to to that kind of thing where we go oh my god this seems wrong actually thinking about it now but you know here's the it's... i mean here's the freaky thing about back to the future so obviously it's like in the 1980s and he travels back to his dad when his dad was at school um yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, look how weird and different the world is. Now, imagine if your kid travels back in time to when you were at high school. You're talking about, like, the 80s. It's a weird thought, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be cool, though. Yeah, that was a good era. (laughs) If you had to travel back in time to any era, what would you do? Sorry, say again? If you you could travel back in time to any era, which era would you go to? 90s. The 90s? Yeah. Why? It was the last era of, of um, I would say, the last <clears throat> era of uh, originality. This is true, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you're talking about, like, uh, film, music, writing. Yeah, I mean, the, 
you you had all the 80s stuff still, you know, you're still watching all the 80s stuff on you and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, music. I mean, I was in I'm into heavy metal, so um, for me, yeah, that was one of the greatest. It was, yeah, for me, the greatest decade of music. Yeah, I always find out that I might have mentioned this before, but if I think back to the last 20 years, styles and fashions haven't really changed a great deal. Mm. Like, I can watch a, a, a t- I'm currently watching, like, I've just finished watching Breaking Bad and I'm kind of watching Better Call Saul. So I think they were like 2015. So you're talking about, yeah. or, or earlier than that, so you're talking around TV, watching TV from 10 years ago, it doesn't look dated. Mm. Uh, like, but if you were to be in the year, say 1990 and you watch television from 1980, that would look really dated. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Almost, so I think what you're saying there is like there's it was the last explosion of creativity and uniqueness before we're currently in this 20-odd year period that we've been in where the only thing that's really changed is the fact that we've got better phones. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, um, there was a piece of research recently done and um, where it, they, they looked at they looked at the, the science behind music um, and how, like, the whole thought, actually, that my, my theory on 90, the 90s being the last sort of, you know, original, the last orig- original decade. Well, um, you know how when, as you get older, you start to complain about modern music? Ooh, it's rubbish. Ooh, it all sounds the same. Ooh, all that, right? It sounds like shit. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I, I must admit, I've, I've been complaining about music for about 15 years, but I'm, I'm actually getting more confident that this decade is um, it's it's turning out to be I feel like it's turning out to be a little bit more like the 90s um, just because of the new music I've, I've started listening to um, I've, I've been able to find anyway anyway this re- this piece of research looked at music it looked at things like um, uh, variety in cor- uh, chords variety in notes um, like, so you know like basic melodies of songs. And what it found was, from the year 2000, um, there, this uh, music has a lot less variety. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, actually, yeah that, that's true. I mean, you only have to look at the 80s charts and the 90s charts and the different styles that you would have. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing, or to me, or I don't really listen to popular music anymore. Mm. Because it just there's nothing catching anymore. I think the last sort of time I thought, oh, that actually sounds like quite catchy, was when you were getting to like Lady Gaga out. Oh yeah, but I just don't yeah. feel there's anything really that's particularly great. I I couldn't even tell you what who's popular in music now. Yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one as well because because of the way music is. Like you, you don't nobody you don't sit down and watch one music program like Top of the Pops like people used to. Yeah, it's um, just what you listen to on the radio. Uh, yeah, and this is the problem as well. So, music companies have they they have the monopoly, don't they? So all they have to do is spend a load of money and make radio stations play certain songs over and over again. Even if it's a bit of a crap song, people will end up liking it just because they've heard it seventeen times. Yeah, and there's uh, the signs behind that as well. <laughs> so. It's funny as well because I don't even think like back 
when I was a kid that people used to listen to the radio a lot. I remember my brother used to record radio shows and stuff. Yeah, I, I did. I don't really think do kids listen to the radios now? Probably it's like YouTube. I mean, yeah, it's all YouTube. The only time I listen to the radio is if I get in the car. Yeah. No, it's, it's all YouTube. That's yeah, where you discover things now. Yeah, YouTube will. They'll push music on YouTube maybe now for. That's what they know they're watching. No one's watching BBC for Top of the Pops anymore, are they? No. Well, what the good thing about YouTube, though, I found because I've, I've been using um, Amazon Music for a long time. It's always been a little bit annoying. It's difficult to find new music that uh, even genres, right? Like, um, uh, like my genre is sort of heavy rock, heavy metal, you know, thrash kind of metal and stuff. And um, trying to find that kind of music is is more difficult than you might think. And even going through the genres, uh, the category, um, the categories that that they have on there, um, there's uh, just randomly rap music comes up or like some kind of pop thing and i'm pretty sure they're just kind of gaming the system by adding it added deliberately adding their song to extra um genres or something you know when they upload their tunes or something um but i've, I've kind of switched i've moved over to youtube music um because you can it's got a rolling thing you know new music every bit of new music that comes out you can it's it's got a list of it all um, and it, and it's pretty good with it knows what what <clears throat> genre of music you listen to so that you know so it's it's quite smart in that kind of way the algorithms I find are pretty good so it 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 suggests music that I listen to all the time so I'm I'm starting to find music that I'm like yes I've been you know for years I've been trying to find listen to new music usually on a weekly basis I'm listening to, to trying to listen to all you know just hunting for stuff and YouTube music seems to bring it bring it up it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm not particularly into my music or anything like that, like what you would be, but it's like now the only music I'm exposed to is like I'll put on absolute 80s when I get in the car because it just <laughs> takes me back to that era, which is probably yeah. the, if I was to time travel, I'd go back to the 1980s because I don't, I'm probably looking at it from a nostalgic point of view, like all the great films that you had there, but then I start thinking about how rubbish so like the bore i remember it's saturday afternoon all you had on all the channels was either snooker or some sport on the other <laughs> side there are three yeah. channels you're like you wouldn't have access to all the films and movies that you have now we didn't yeah. even have a video player and then the other thing that would highlight me the fact that i bet you would I'd go there and it's like why is everyone smoking everywhere indoors everywhere <laughs> Well, on, like on a... smoking in restaurants—that is such a vile yeah. thing that they kept for years. So I can't true. imagine going back to that now. You imagine uh, a table and you're at a non-smoking table, and someone literally two tables away lights up a cigarette, and the whole family starts smoking. You're like, yeah, you'd be like, what? No smoking areas. Yeah, and I always remember like the smoking carriages on the train in the 80s as well like having to like going on a trip and i'm like i'm gonna sit in the non-smoking carriage and let my parents sit in the smoking carriages and i yeah. remember walking through the aisles with fag butts all over the floor and how dirty. <laughs> so part of me has a nostalgic feel for the 80s but i'm just thinking that's just through rose-colored glasses because a lot of it was pretty rubbish <laughs> maybe well in the thing about this though in the 90s 
you got Channel Five, yeah. <laughs> and there was and the cable TV started come out. Yeah, you see, I. I was I, I didn't get satellite TV, which was Sky, until I think it was about two thousand and two. Oh, well, that was so. Fast. I was limited to like your four channels for ages. But I do have in the nineties. I have some very happy memories of. I remember it as a Friday night. I'd start off on BBC Two, be like, "Oh, it's just an old episode of their show of Dad's Army," and then you'd have something other comedy on another side. Then you'd get like friends, then you'd get Fraser and stuff like that. So you could have a Friday evening. It was like, whoa, there's all these different programs I'm flitting between like just three or four. Yeah. Times. And then and you look at it now. Sorry, I was going to say. Yeah, you can watch anything you want at any time. So there's nothing special about any particular day of the week. It's not like, oh, or, or an event, let's rent a movie for tonight. It's, you don't need to. It's online, it's streamed. Yeah. But, we have too much choice now. Yeah, you can and sit I there, you can sit there for watch. forty-five minutes. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what I'm watching. Sometimes I'm like, there's so much choice. Not all of it is quality or anything. Yeah. So I kind of feel t- going back in time to a time before technology has become so convenient like this. Because yeah, I can watch any pro. If a twelve-year-old me knowing that I had at my fingertips every single episode of Doctor Who I could watch whenever I wanted, I would have gone mental for that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of taken the challenge away from it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even eBay has taken it. I used to, like, go around and, like, you go to a second-hand shop or a boot fair or jumpers and like, oh, my God, there's, like, a rare Doctor Who annual there. I'm going to buy that for 50 pence. Now yeah. like, you've got eBay... You can't do that anymore because they all know what they've got value because it all goes on eBay. Yeah, it's true. I've run over. It's like my <laughs> fighting fantasy books. I used to be like they got right. So I've got one fighting fantasy book, uh, Lair of the Lich King, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've had it for ages. I've seen it going online now for 150 quid. Jeez, but just one of those books, and I didn't even think that was a particularly rare one. But there we are. You can't always trust the price that you see on eBay, though, can you? No. But, I mean, things are worth however someone, however much someone will pay. So, I suppose in one way you can trust it. If people are buying it, then... So, this is going to combine that subject up with time travel. So, for years, I've had this fantasy, this idea that I'll go back in time to, like, 1978, just after Star Wars from 1977, and I would buy all the Star Wars figures, complete the whole lot, the whole vehicles, yeah. everything, um, and I would like then travel back in time, and that I would have every Star Wars collection unboxed. All the rare stuff that you trouble at finding now would all be there. Yeah. So I, I would time travel's wasted on me. You can go anywhere in history, do anything, and be anyone. And I would have used time travel to go back to the seventies to buy rare Star Wars figures <laughs> even boxed. Yeah, because it. it might make me really rich in the future. No, investing in Apple might make me really rich in the future. <laughs> or Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. <clears throat> well, you don't even have to, to travel that far back. Time. No, go two thousand and ten no. pence per Bitcoin. Two thousand in two thousand twelve. When I checked Bitcoin, it was worth um, it was worth ten pound. One oh, Bitcoin was worth God. ten pound. You imagine if you like, you know what? I'm gonna buy uh, 
I'm going to buy £500 worth of Bitcoin. You'll be a multi-millionaire. No, I did try and buy Bitcoin, but it was I didn't understand the whole thing about wallets. It, no, it, I didn't. It, like back then, you didn't have your um, you didn't have Coinbase and you know like your exchange um, places like Binance and all that. And um, it was just kind of like, well, I, I don't think you did, but they uh, yeah, at the time when I checked, I was like, I don't get it. How the hell do you buy it? <laughs> it yeah, makes no sense. I remember that what I thought Bitcoin was was a currency that you could use on the dark web that you could buy illegal stuff and not get traced back or anything like that. I thought it was like a yeah. coin for trading on illicit items, but I yeah. don't think it ever was because it can be all traced anyway. Yeah, well, you can trace, yeah, you can trace somebody's um, wallet, yeah. wallet code, but you'd have to then try and find out who 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 that wallet belongs to as well, wouldn't you? So That would be a, a certain amount of anomaly, but surely you're going to be transferring money into that wallet from an actual account. Yeah, at some point, yeah. Uh, transferring it back or whatever. So there'll be some kind of trail that they would find. So the moral of that story, kiddies, is don't use Bitcoin to buy drugs <laughs> on the dark web. Yes. Or just don't buy drugs at all. Um, <laughs> but there are, there are plenty of time travel story, uh, movies that are good. I don't know if you remember, remember Time Bandits. Yeah, that's a Terry Gilliam one, wasn't it, with the dwarves? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's an classic. Um, that one. Yeah, I, lo- I love that one. Um, you got uh, Flight of the Navigator. I, I like oh, that. That used did. the t- that used the whole um, going faster than light kind of time travel idea, didn't it? Because he remained a kid in that alien spaceship. And yeah. Worth, and everyone's got older. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a classic. I like that. Yeah. Have you seen one called? Um, I think it's called Time Trap. No. They go into a it's it's a newish one. They go into a cave, and they don't realize at first. But in in the side this cave, um, there's a point where time time just slows down inside the cave. So they go inside the cave and outside. Uh, and I think the further in the, in the cave they go, the faster or the slower time goes inside the cave as well. So That's... you go in, go a little bit into the cave and come out. It's been like ten minutes, and for you it was like two seconds. You're like what? Um, but in the end, uh, they're in a point. They're in a part of the, the cave where time is just going so slow that outside it's flying by, and um, and they look out. They, as they try and get out of the cave, they look up through this hole. And they can just see the the whole of like um, civilization just evolving and <laughs> eventually dying out. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, actually. I'll have to look that time trap. Time trap, yeah. I'll look that one up. Um, I'm trying to think of other decent like movies with time travel. Oh, the, the, the butterfly effect. I've heard of it, but I've not seen that oh, yet. Is definitely it, watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's a quite a recent one as well, isn't it? No, well, no, no, it's... Uh, well, the, Naughties. No, yeah, Naughties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah to it's me, an it's absolutely... A fairly, fairly recent one to me is anything past 1990s. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. But it's an absolutely brilliant film. That is there is the butterfly movie. effect too, but I've, I've never seen that. Yeah, okay. So other good time travel movies, obviously Terminator 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Futures. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, I'll put that up there. Um, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen that? Oh, of course. That's uh, Yeah, yeah, that is. They keep Tom, repeating Tom the same day. Um, live, die, repeat. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Yes, because I read the book first, 
And then when I watched the movie, it just made the movie so much more funny. That, I, I, that is I actually a, a really good film. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I've watched that multiple times. So that's the one film that I've really enjoyed. In fact, I fancy watching that tonight. <laughs> Emily Blossom, right. it can't be bad. <laughs> there's, a, there's a newer film that I haven't seen yet. It's called Tenet. Oh, I've heard of that. I didn't know. That's a Christopher Nolan film, isn't it? It might be. Yeah, it's... Oh, I can't read. Is it about time travel? Yeah. Oh, I know it's like... Obviously, it's a Nolan film, so it's very like, you know, like Inception and uh, uh-huh. Interstellar and all that sort of stuff, so it's quite yeah. heavy. But I, I've heard good things about that, so I've, I've liked Christopher... I like Chris, all of the Christopher Nolan films that I've seen. Yeah. Um, so I might have to give that one a go. Because even Inception is a bit time travel isn't it? Their whole dream yeah. worlds move at different speeds and different rates. So you can spend like a hundred years in the dream world, but it's only like five minutes in the real world. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you've got other weird, like more kind of weird ones. The new Planet of the Apes films, are, 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 I'll rate them. I think they're pretty good. Uh, I've seen, I think, one of them. But I kind of like remember liking the original trilogy, which there was actually a lot of time traveling. That wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. The newer ones, um, they're just really good. <laughs> that's that's that come that's about as, as far as I get when I really love a film. Brilliant film, that's it. <laughs> but not the uh, Mark Warburg one. That was just Yeah, that one's not as brilliant. good, yeah. I saw that in the cinema as well and I was like yeah. and I'm like, here comes the twist ending, it's gonna be great and it didn't <laughs> make any sense. Like what? I mean that's um, the iconic one from the old sixties one with a Statue of Liberty. Awesome scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how did the Statue of Liberty end up on the planet of the apes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laughed, right, when... Because uh, I watched it probably... It was sometime this year, earlier this year. And, you know, he gets shot. It's something I hadn't even... Because I, I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. But um, something I'd forgotten about. And it's when, they, when they're getting chased by the apes on, yeah. on horseback. And um, he gets shot in the throat. And I'm like, <laughs> that is that no, the just... only thing they could come up with to try and stop him from talking until his voice healed? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure shot in the throat might kill you, but couldn't they have just, like, I don't know, as an effect of the hibernation, he's lost his voice, he can't quite talk oh. properly, as an yeah. after oh. effect of hibernation sleep on just him. Or when they caught him, they could have wrapped wrapped the rope around his neck and dragged him along for a bit, and you know, crushed his windpipe sort of thing, so it affected his voice. I mean, even that's more kind of plausible than just getting shot in the throat. Yeah, but I I would have had him a mute from the beginning, like yeah. the hibernation effects. He's come around. There was a problem there, and it's it's affected a part of his brain, the comprehension part, and he's yeah. But he gets he, his synapses click. They could have worked it out, but. Yeah, it does make me wonder. <laughs> um, so obviously the Terminator films, we've done those. Yeah. Um, TV, obviously I've been a big Doctor Who fan for years. That's all about time travel. Um, yeah. Sometimes inconsistent with what its time travel rules are. Um, but then it is a 30 plus year series. Um <laughs> I think that's the other. Is there any other time traveling things? Oh, uh, this. Um, well, you've got the, the movie and a series, Twelve Monkeys. Oh yeah, that movie. That's another Terry Gilliam film. Oh, is it? 
Yeah, that's a very good film. Crazy film. I haven't seen the series, but the film's kind of... It's very dark and deep. You're thinking, is he mad? Is he time-travelling? Yeah. He has trouble remembering what he's back there for and things like that. Well, the series is quite different. The series is more kind of serious. It's less less insane. Uh, maybe I'll give that a go. Yeah. Um, but I haven't I haven't watched I haven't even got through it all. But um it's it's kind of one of those ones though where you could get a little bit bored of it because it, it feels like they're dragging out a little bit, you know what I mean? So, um another time travel series, Quantum Leap, of course, and there's a oh. series of that out now. Really? Yeah. What? Where where can I where can I see it? <laughs> Uh, where did I watch start? I think I might have started watching that on maybe Paramount or something like that. Um, but it's a. I've only started watched like the first sort of ten fifteen minutes of it. Um, but essentially, they seem to have restarted the quantum leap program, and it's a new bloke who's the lead of the project that jumps to try and obviously. I think they're trying to retrieve Sam Beckett from the original. Oh, uh, right. And then he sort of he jumps back <clears throat> and he's suddenly in the middle of like this robbery heist where he's the rob- the driver, but his memory's all like, well, what am I doing here? He can't remember anything. So yeah. very similar premise. Uh, but unlike the original, we know exactly that he's quantum leaps back because there's a whole bit at the start of the series where he's like goes into the accelerator and stuff like that. Yeah. So that might be worth checking out. Um but the problem with like the Quantum Leap series is they were very inconsistent with... So what was he travelling back and replacing people's souls? Was he replacing their body and they were switching bodies, but they saw the person he was meant to be? Or it, it changed and they never really, it was never really consistent? Because I remember the time he leaped back and he was a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that worked. He sort of had to no, walk well, around, stooped over, and I'm like, he replaced. So he replaced their soul. So in the meantime, they were sitting in the waiting room, weren't they, in, in the quantum leap accelerator or whatever. So um, Al could actually go and. I'm pretty sure Al could actually speak with the people because yeah, they were sitting in a waiting room. room. Yeah, yeah, and then um, so he would jump. He would go into their body. And it would take them a while for yeah. all of his, all of their that person's memories to, to for him to understand yeah. it all. But and this is where it's inconsistent. Like, well, what is the actual rule, right? So you think, oh, they're swapping souls. So obviously, we're just seeing Sam uh, Scott Bakula because that's the actor, and, but everyone else is seeing like the real person he is. Yeah. But do you remember the episode where he leaped into a paraplegic guy who had no legs, and <laughs> he stood up. But hang on, I thought you were soul switching souls or something. How did he stand or up? How did you stand up? That's weird. And how what? did he do so... things that the monkey couldn't do and things like that? Yeah, because you would think he, he leaps into a monkey and he takes on the brain of that monkey, so then he would be not, he, he wouldn't think like a human anymore, would he? Yeah, so there were a few inconsistencies. But, uh, but at the end, he was still half himself as well, though, wasn't he? I don't know, but because he, he he knew it wasn't as if he forgot everything. He just and he knew who Al was, and you know what I mean. He was he was like, what what what, what do I do next? Uh. Yeah, I used to like Quantum Leap though. I used to always watch that religiously. Yeah, I love Quantum Leap. 
my brother has watched it religiously since then, and um, even now he watches it. So <laughs> I'm going to tell him that there's a new series. What, See if he likes it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let him um, watch the new series because it does continue on. But what always makes me laugh about Quantum Leap, I still have a giggle about it. Is like it's a sci-fi series about a man who's travelled back in time to change the past, and hopefully one day you can get home. Cue the theme music. Yeah, it's totally like what I know. are you doing? Like a lot you're expecting like so you're expecting like sort of or like no, but you get light entertainment. Um, yeah, don't worry. Everyone's gonna be safe. <laughs> it's like what? Like why couldn't you have gone gritty? Yeah, but it was memorable. You you remember it, don't you? Yeah, it's latest. <laughs> For all the great eighties TV themes that you had, Street Orc, Night Rider, A Team, and all that and that. There's another one as well, the Time Machine. Um, and... uh, that's what the are you talking about? The remake of the Time Machine, yeah, the remake one, yeah, Guy Pierce, yeah. I, lo- I saw that in the cinema when it came out, and I really yeah. loved it at the time, yeah. I, I enjoyed it as well. I haven't seen yeah. it for years, but yeah, it was good. I really loved the at the time. I remember the time travel bit where he's watching the world going fucking yeah. really fast. He sees ice ages, they come and go, the ice ages, and all of that, and then he's like. As a, a jolts and the moon's exploding and stuff like that, and, yeah. And then he goes proper into the future where it's like a completely different civilization, yeah. Well, that was really interesting. The idea that it shows you that civilizations will come and go and change, and that is just a blip, yeah. Well, if there's nothing else to talk about with time travel, uh, we will see you last week. <laughs> You've been listening to Kevin Steve on Nerds Talk. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Audible, Overcast, YouTube, Rumble, blah, 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 blah. You can also find my stuff at stevensweeney.co.uk and check out my comic book at bringcasefiles.com. Kev? Uh, I've got a new book out, Orion. Uh, you can find that on Amazon and check out... It's out my... now. What? It's out now. Out now, yeah, yeah, it's out now. Yes. Um, so that's... Uh action thriller and uh, you can find more details on kevingroverfiction.co.uk until next time stay safe and just remember that you're listening to us from the past we are transmitting to you from the past see you tomorrow and yesterday and the day after tomorrow <laughs>